What's going on, everybody? I just wanted to let you know real quick that the HyperFocus Masterclass is officially live. We put a ton of time and energy into this project, and based on all the positive feedback so far that we've received from students, it's, it's, it's pretty awesome. Seriously, we're, we're really psyched on how it all turned out. If you're interested in learning all the habits, rituals, routines, systems, processes, frameworks, and more that you know helped me turn my ADHD into a superpower to get out of massive debt and build a $70 million real estate portfolio over the past 10 years, then you're definitely going to want to head over to beyondtheapex.com backslash hyperfocus and check it out. All right, let's get to the show. I find the concept of identity so fascinating because we go through our lives and we wear so many different identities. And we go through these seasons of our life where that identity is going to shift and it's going to change. You know, when you're in school, maybe you're a student or a student athlete, or then you go into the corporate world and suddenly you're a manager or you have kids and now you're a father, you get married and you're a husband, you're all these different things. And generally, our identities are these deeply rooted and held beliefs that we have about ourselves. And we try to operate within a paradigm of consistency with that identity. And that can be problematic when that identity doesn't serve us. I'm an alcoholic or I'm unhealthy. And when you try to change that identity, you have to overcome both your own internal biases, your own internal reasons for clinging on to that identity, because change is scary. But you also have to battle the external expectations of your loved ones, of your friends, of the, the world around you and what they say you are. Right When you decide I'm no longer an alcoholic, but the world around you has only ever known you as that thing, it can be very difficult to shift that identity. And so we have to be very cognizant of what are those identities that we're taking on, that we're adopting. And we can do this very intentionally. We, it's like wearing a mask. The, whole, the, the word persona or personality or person, if, I, if I'm remembering this correctly, it derives itself from discrete concept that in plays people would step onto the stage and they would put on these masks these personas and it would project um to the audience of this is this is who they are so they were very much more expository back then where they're like this person is the direct manifestation of luck (laughs) so that's the persona that they're wearing so you get to wear all these different identities and you get to choose them and i remember for myself when i was six years old um an identity was foisted onto me. You know, my teachers, they went to my parents and they said, there's something wrong with Anthony. He's a little bit slower than the other kids. And at the time, like this obviously didn't register to me. Um, but they're having this conversation many years later, they would tell me about this. And it turns out I wasn't slow. I had ADHD and you guys know a lot of that story, but one of the, I'll rehash it here because I think it's really important as we, as we try to identify today in this podcast, um, the most important entrepreneurial skill not only, I, I, I think it's even beyond entrepreneurship, honestly. It, it's the skill that has redirected my life. And it, once I figured out how to, to leverage this skill, my life changed. So it's not just an entrepreneurial skill, but it's a life skill. And it took me until I was about 28, 29, 30 years old to actually start to understand this concept. So what's this have to do with identities? What's this have to do with ADHD? Well, for so long, I had this identity as a person who has ADHD, who can't focus, who can't be held responsible. And for the first, from when I was six until I was 16, I was on Ritalin. So the better part of a decade. And 
that drug had the side effect of making me feel very trapped inside of my body. It, it sapped me of all my energy. It made me just feel lethargic and tired. And I would go into what's known as the hyper-focused state where I would just hyper-focus on whatever, whatever was in front of me. And I, I hated how that made me feel. It made me dislike my body, made me dislike myself. And so when I was 16, my parents gave me the choice of going off of that, off of Ritalin. And I said, yes, 100%, I'm never going on that again because I hated how it made me feel. It made me feel trapped like a prisoner. But the problem was, coming off of that drug, um, you know, I was a 16-year-old kid who didn't have any systems, habits, or routines or anything that would allow me to control my biology and focus it in a way that I could make meaningful progress towards a goal. And so if freedom is my highest value, I chose freedom in that instance, going away from Ritalin because I wanted to be free and, and, and have control over my body. But I didn't realize that there was a different type of tyranny, a different type of prison that I was finding myself in. And I would find myself there for the better part of the next decade, which is the the, the prison of infinite potentiality or m infinite options. And when you can go in every single di different direction, but you have no way of, of uh, formulating a decision on which way I'm going to go and then actually holding yourself accountable and, and staying on that path long enough to see progress, like it doesn't matter that you have all the options in the world because you can't make meaningful progress towards the acquisition of the goal. And that's really where I found myself in school and, and coming, out of, uh, coming out of college and then uh, going kind of in the corporate world. And like I was just getting fired all the time. So what ended up happening was like, I just chose this life away from accountability and responsibility. And what I thought was like the Peter Pan's version of freedom. So I, you know, I went and became a rock climber and that's all I did for my, for the better part of a decade. We're just climbing rocks and wasn't accountable to anybody but myself. And, but the problem was like, there came a point in my life where I wanted to marry a woman. And then like, that didn't really work out because I couldn't be held accountable to, to the world. Which leads me to this most important skill for entrepreneurs, but also for life in general, which is the skill of discipline, more, more specifically self-discipline. See, I believe that discipline does equal freedom. And you hear Jocko Willing talk about this. It's a concept that goes all the way back to Seneca, Marcus Aurelius, the Stoics, that if you can't discipline yourself, somebody else will have to. And what I didn't understand when I, I kind of shirked responsibility and society's expectation and kind of went off and did my own thing. I said, nobody's going to be able to discipline and hold me accountable, which is why I was a terrible student, a really bad friend, and just like a really bad employee. Like it makes sense that nobody else could discipline me. I rebuked against that authority, but I did not insert myself as the authority either. And I would not hold myself accountable. I did not have the ability to hold, uh, discipline myself. And that seems like such a seems like such a simple concept, like, but until you can do that, until you can hold yourself accountable and discipline yourself, you will not be able to sustain motivation towards any long-term goal. It just won't happen. Motivation wanes. And when that does, if you don't have discipline to step in and fill the void, you're going to stop making progress. Discipline beats motivation every single time. And I didn't really get this until... I was at rock bottom and really forced into a situation where I need, I had no other choice, but I needed to start disciplining myself because I could see that the path I was on the trajectory would not lead me to a happy, fulfilled life. So something had to change. And the thing that changed was realizing if I could create structure and discipline 
around myself and I could start holding myself accountable. I could stop telling lies. I could start keeping the promises that I make to myself when I say I'm going to go do this thing. If I could hold myself to that expectation, then things started to change really rapidly, remarkably quickly, in fact. And when it comes to entrepreneurship, why I think this is the most important entrepreneurship skills, because nobody's coming to save you. Nobody's going to be there to hold you and say, like, wake you up in the morning and say, you got to get after it. You have to do this and this and this and this. If you don't do it, the to-do list just kind of spirals into the next day and the next day until you reach this catastrophic inflection point where the, all the, the wheels fall off simultaneously the, and the wagon burns down while rolling off of a cliff. So, like, <laughs> the moral of the story there is that if you can't discipline yourself, everything's going to end catastrophically. So that is today's message. That's today's lesson. It's maybe one of the most important lessons that any of us can learn. Um, if you're on this journey and you're thinking about, well, how do I how do I create a habit around this? How do I start disciplining myself? How do I, how do I become that person? Starts with the things that I mentioned before. Like number one is stop breaking the promises that you make to yourself. It's a, it's really simple. When you set a goal, when you set an expectation, when you say you're going to do something, step one is do the thing at all cost. It's so easy just to move the goalposts on yourself. So if you want to establish discipline, stop doing that. It's that simple. So hopefully this brought you guys some value. If you don't know who I am, I'm Anthony Vecino, best-selling author, serial entrepreneur, investor with tens of millions of dollars of real estate. Um, just trying to help entrepreneurs maximize their return on life by hyper-focusing on the things that matter. Hopefully this uh, hopefully this brought you some value. And if it did, go drop a review. If not, don't. Um, either way, I'll see you guys in the next episode. So peace.